All right, let's take a look at the Word of God this morning. We're looking at Psalm chapter, Psalm 19 uh, this morning. Psalm 19. To begin with, we're going to focus on just one verse there in Psalm 19. And it says, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Now, i got to be honest with you. This storm has done a doozy on my head. No, really, uh, the day or two after the storm when we were concerned about some rising uh, waters and some flooding, but we were packing uh, Susan's car for her to drive out of town for a couple of days. Now, of course, you know that with no electricity, the garage door doesn't open the way it does, so we had to unlatch the garage door thing and push that up by hand, but we couldn't quite get it to relatch in the open position so it would drop down to about a third open. Some of you see where this is going. I did not. I wish that I could have seen where this is going. And so with my arms full of all the things that we cherish and all the things that we love and that we wanted to protect and keep safe, we are going in and out of the garage and we are loading the car and I'm going through and I've got all the stuff there. Whack! Whoo! Let me tell you, that stuck with me for a little while. I think if they had asked me who was president or asked me what year I was born or what today's date, I'm not sure that I wouldn't have had to Google that. And that wasn't happening in those days either. It hit me like a ton of bricks. How about you? And as I did a number on your head, uh, as it felt like it just absolutely smacked you and absolutely messed with you. And yet, the Word of God says to us this morning, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Now that's not easy in these days. We are trying to take care of so many things. Literally, our arms are full of all the things that are most valuable to us, all of the things that we care so deeply about. It is possible that sometimes when we are trying to hold it all together, that smack, uh, our head doesn't fare so well. And in fact, when we live in this season where it is just overwhelming us, and sometimes it is our head, it is our mind, it is our soul, that is feeling the brunt. You see, when we deal with shock, sometimes initially shock just bounces off of us. That's part of what shock does. It is information. It is an experience. It is something that happens to us that just can't figure out how to, how to connect with us. It, it, it overwhelms us in that way. But I would say to us that lingering, long-lasting stress buries deep, deep inside of us. And when it begins to bury deep, deep down inside of us, other parts of us begin to eek and to leak. And in fact, there are sometimes that there are some parts of our lives that aren't always the, the, the prettiest parts of our lives that ooze out of us. And in fact, sometimes the pressure just builds and builds inside of us and still it doesn't ooze. 
<laughs> it's a gusher. I mean, it just comes out of us with incredible amount of force. It just sticks with us. And we live in these days in a fog. We get emotional about the craziest things. We get frustrated. We are prickly. We are brittle. We get sleepless. We, we, we eat differently than how we should be eating. Honest question, don't raise your whole hand, but just maybe raise one finger. Has anyone had a mini breakdown lately? Do you know anyone that's had a mini breakdown lately? Quick time out. If you're the only person in your family that didn't raise a finger, you may need to talk about some things on the way home. <laughs> Because chances are, every single one of us has had some moment where we struggled, where we barely holding it together. It's not oozing anymore. It is gushing. Now, I'll be honest with you. I feel like I'm doing okay today. Now, you may need to ask some other people in my life. But I feel like today, I feel like I'm doing okay. But I will tell you, at the beginning of this year, I wasn't. At the beginning of this year, the pressure, the weight of leading a church through COVID about took me over. Now, I was okay. I was still me. But I wasn't a healthy version of me. And you can ask the people who live with me. They knew. You can ask the people that work with me on a daily basis. They knew. That sometimes the things that we go through just mess with our heads. And yet here is this passage of Scripture that says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. And you're like, God, can we get a pass on that? Then maybe not now. I will get my head and my mouth and my heart right. Give me three months. But right now I want a free pass <laughs> to be crazy and a little unhinged. Anyone ever pray for that? <laughs> but that's not what the Word says. It doesn't say, let your words and your meditation of your heart, let it be acceptable unto God, unless you're in the middle of a pandemic. Unless your family is experiencing incredible stress. Unless you're in the middle of recovering from a storm. Man, how on earth are we supposed to maintain our words, which are the expression of the meditation of our heart? Well, here's the good news this morning. Here's the good news for you this morning. The very place that we need the most help is the place that God wants to be at work in our lives. The very place that we need it the most in this season is the very place that He wants to work in our lives. You see, God rarely cares how good looking you are on the outside which is a relief for some of us. He rarely cares about that. 
But he always cares about what's happening on the inside of us, in our heart, in our mind, and in our soul. In fact, I think every once in a while we need to be reminded that we are not bodies that have a soul. We are souls that have a body. And when Jesus came, he did not come to fix our bodies. And in fact, one of his frustrations in his ministry was dealing with people that were so focused on the outside. And he says, man, what is it going to take for me to help you understand that what matters is the inside stuff? Sometimes that only God sees. It is from the heart that we follow him and that we know him. It is from the inside that we live out our faith. The good news is the place where we need the most help is the very place God most wants to be at work in our lives. So how do we do this? How do we find uh, hope uh, for this? Well, I think we read back the rest of this psalm where I believe is a foundation for how we can make sure that our words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart is right. Psalm 19, beginning with verse 1. Oh, man. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, there are no words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out throughout all of the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. In them he has set a tent for his son, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber, like a strong man runs his course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them. There is nothing hidden from its heat. Amen? <laughs> the law of the Lord is perfect reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true, righteous and together. More to be desired are they than gold, even more than fine gold, sweeter than honey and the drippings of a honeycomb. Moreover by them is your servant warned, and in keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from my hidden faults. Keep track your servant also from the presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me, that I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgressions. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my Redeemer. How is it that we find refreshment for our minds and our spirits? How do we overcome mental and spiritual fatigue in these heavy, heavy days? Well, I would tell you that we do it by attaching ourselves to what is servant, what is certain. We find refreshment for our mind and our spirit when we attach ourselves to what is certain. 
I came across a phrase not long ago that kind of stuck with me. It says that we live in a VUCA world, V-U-C-A. Now you're like, that is a strange word, but listen to what it means. It means that the world that we live in is volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. That's where we live every single day. And let me tell you, nothing eats the lunch of your mind and your soul than living in a world and an atmosphere that is volatile, that is uncertain, that is complex, and seems to even lack definition of right and wrong, black and white, what's clear in any way whatsoever. We are living these days in that kind of world. And that's why your soul and that's why your mind is exhausted. Is because the world around us is volatile, uncertain. It is ambiguous. It is complex. But if you go back to the opening verses of this psalm, it talks about the message, the word, the proclamation of creation. It talks about the certainty of every single day around the world that sunrise happens across this planet. Every single day of your life so far, the sun has risen. And it has charted the exact same course across the sky. And it has set every single day. And that's not just the experience that we have because we live in this place. There's not a place on this planet where the sun does not rise and go across a charted path and set in the exact same place as it goes. In fact, there is such consistency in it that you can literally set your clock and your calendar by it. One of the things that we have to do is we have to see the proclamation of creation that tells us that even though this world is volatile, even though this world is uncertain, even though this world is complex, even though this world is ambiguous, our God, the Creator, who has made Himself known to us, he is certain and predictable and unchanging and eternal and the same day in and day out. In fact, every single day of every moment that has ever existed, our God has not changed. And so as much as the uncertainty of these days and the uncertainty of what it means to put our lives back together after a storm, after COVID, after all the extra stuff that is eating away at our souls and our mind. Against that contrast, we see a God who does not change. And while the uncertainty eats at us, the consistency of our God feeds our soul. So this evening, step outside and let creation preach to you. Tomorrow morning, let that sun come through those blinds and let creation preach to you. 
and reminds you of an unchanging God who is certain even in the middle of all of this. We find mental and spiritual refreshment when we attach ourselves to what is satisfying. When we attach ourselves to what is satisfying. I want you to pay attention here. That's a strange word to say, attach ourselves to what is satisfying. But it's the word. In fact, the second section of this psalm talks about the word of God. And in fact, we read it, but up here on the screen, we see all of these descriptors of what the Word of God is like. It says that the Word of God, the law of the Lord is perfect. It says that the testimony of the Lord is sure. It tells us that the precepts of the Lord are right. It tells us that the commandment of the Lord is pure, that the fear of the Lord is clean. The rules of the Lord are true. The psalmist here is just finding lots of different ways to say the same thing. You can take God at his word. In fact, I was wonderfully blessed this morning as folks were coming in this morning, had a quick conversation where someone gave me their testimony and told me the, the year that they came to know Christ. And one of the first things they said is that all of a sudden the word of God made sense to them. And all of a sudden... Everything was clearer because of how they read it through the Word of God. The Word of God is perfect, it's sure, it's right, it's pure, it's clean, it's true. And we talk about that a great deal. But I got to tell you, what knocked me back this week was the rest of each one of these verses. Do you see the rest of it here? It says that the Lord is perfect. And then comes this next list. And it says, the word is perfect, and it revives the soul. It makes wise the simple. Simple is a nice way of saying dummies. It says it'll make even dummies look smart. It rejoices the heart. It enlightens the eyes. It helps you to see the world in a far more positive way. It endures forever. It's more desirable than gold. It's sweeter than honey. It is a warning and a great reward. Let me tell you, that is the list that feeds a spiritually dehydrated soul, isn't it? I need my soul revived. I need to have wisdom as I make the decisions that I'm having to make in these days. I need to find something to rejoice over. My eyes need to see the world differently. I need something that will last uh, longer than, 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 than a battery charge. I need things that will endure forever. I need things that are worth more than the things in my closet, and in my car, and in my garage. I need things that are sweet. I need the taste of something sweet in my life. I need a, reward, a warning and a great reward. Let me tell you, I think that this list that comes from the Word of God is what refreshes our lives. I want to give you just a moment right now. I want you to find this in your Bible here in Psalm 19. It's verses 7 through 11. And I want you to underline two of those phrases that your soul craves the most for right now. 
Just take a pencil or a pen if you don't have one. Just you know, mentally underline that. In fact, if you're using a mental, mental highlight it. I think that'll be better. Does your soul need reviving? Do you need wisdom? Does your heart need to rejoice? Do your eyes need enlightening? Do you need something that lasts forever? Something that's more desirable than gold, sweeter than honey? That's a warning and a great reward? What is it that your soul needs? Because it's found in the Word of God. It's found in the Word of God. Let me tell you one more place that we go to find mental and spiritual refreshment as we seek to overcome the fatigue that surrounds us, and that is that we attach ourselves to what is secure. We attach ourselves to what is secure. I've had the opportunity to watch some roofers lately. My house was okay, but behind me, they're, they're, they're replacing a roof. I got to tell you, man, those guys and gals up there on those roofs, man, they, they are a force to be reckoned with. Uh, they, uh, they, they get, I mean, they work hard up there. Uh, they, they, they work carefully. Uh, they, they, they work in a hard work to do. They work fast. Once they get rolling, man, they, they, they can cover a house in a hurry. It's amazing to watch those roofers. But what I noticed is that before they did anything on that roof, particularly in my neighborhood where we've got some fairly steep-pitched roofs, the first thing that they did is that they secured themselves to that roof. And they anchored themselves onto that roof so that they could have freedom to do all of the work that they were doing. Now, they may say, listen, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm really good. I'm a, I'm a great roofer. I, I, I spent more time on a roof than I have on the ground. But if they are wise, they will secure themselves to something safe before they do anything else. It says here that we find mental and spiritual refreshment when we attach ourselves to what is secure because verse 14 says that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. He is the thing. He is the place. He is the person that secures our life. And before you go swinging around on that roof, before you keep doing all the things that need to be done, your life needs to be secured on the rock that is the most secure thing possible. I love the phrases that we read just a few moments ago. The Word of God is and it does this to my soul. The Word of God is, and it does this to my soul. The Word of God is, and it does this to my soul. But may we be reminded that John chapter 1 tells us that the Word of God became flesh, and He dwelt among us. The Word of God is wonderful, but that Word became animated flesh and lived among us in the person of Jesus Christ. And let me tell you that that is the anchor for your soul. That is the anchor 
for your entire life to be rooted in Jesus, not just around Jesus, not just close to Jesus, not just talking about Jesus, not just familiar with the Jesus stories or the Jesus people or even the Jesus house, but to have your life anchored in him, to have a moment in your life when you say, my life is untethered. I am not safe spiritually. And there are times I feel like I got it together. But the truth is that I have no ability to stand where I am without the work of Jesus in my life. And we anchor our lives in him in a moment in which we say, Jesus, I need you to fix the broken and the sinful in my life. And because of what you did on the cross, dying on my behalf, I want you to be in charge of my life forever. That's a conversation between an individual and a God. Sometimes it happens in a church service, but that's not what makes it happen. What made it happen is that Jesus died for you, and you recognize that and said, I want Jesus to be the anchor for my life, the rock on which my life is built. Let me finish with just a couple applications for us. We're going to have a time of response this morning, and, and we're going to do something we haven't done in quite some time because of COVID and other things, but we're going to open up the steps this morning, and we're going to invite you to come and pray based on what God is doing in your life. The first thing I would challenge you in is there just a confession that needs to be made? Maybe for one of those many or not so many meltdowns that the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart wasn't what they were supposed to be. Maybe that's something that you need to make right before God, maybe that's something you need to make right with some people in your life. Uh, the second thing I would do is just challenge you to be refreshed mentally and spiritually through the Word and to lean into Him and to say, boy, I, I have been struggling to do this on my own, but God, on the record right now, I'm asking for help. He will be faithful to give you that help. And then maybe what it is that you need to do is that you need to find that rock for the first time in your life and ask Jesus to be the master and the forgiver of your life and to place your life under his grace and under his authority. If I can help you with that, I'll be around. Let me pray and then let me invite you to respond this morning. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, you are good. The very places where we most need help is the very place where you are most desirous to be active in our life. Lord, I pray across this room that we would allow you to do that work inside of our life. That beginning work of salvation. Lord, if that's not been squared away and dealt with, Lord, I pray that there would be those that would respond to that.
And Lord, across this room, there are many people who are saved. But Lord, we need to allow your spirit to invade and to take up additional parts of our life. Including the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart. And so Lord, would you show us a place where we need to relinquish authority and live under your authority in that part of our life. Even as a believer, there are still places where we need to grow. And then, Lord, as we cry out for help, Lord, I pray that you would make yourself known. We pray this in your name. Amen. Would you stand? Would you come forward? Would you pray? Repent, confess, cry out for help. Make him your rock. Brian, lead us.